as we move through the journey uh, in the season of Advent, we come to this third Sunday of Advent, just less than two weeks from Christmas, the celebration of the Nativity of the Lord, and we are reflecting on John the Baptist. And we hear in the Gospel about John the Baptist. We heard about him last Sunday, too. But today we find him in this kind of a journey, especially with people asking him questions. They would always be asking questions to John the Baptist. In today's Gospel, we hear how uh, the, the people are coming to see John the Baptist. And the people at the time of Jesus, they were living in a huge time of expectation. They, they were so expectant for the Messiah. They knew that someone would come, that the Savior of the world was coming. And they knew and they had that hope in their hearts. Many people came and deceived them. Many people came announcing that they were the Messiah. They came doing great signs and they came preaching wonderful words. And people were just behind them. They just followed them. They just praised them. And then the Roman Empire would come or someone else, one of the governments would come. They would crush them. They would destroy them. And the whole thing finished. And their hopes would be lost once more. Then we hear in the Gospel, a man sent by God arose in the community, John the Baptist. And again, the people had all this hope with him. He seemed like a nice guy. He seemed a little crazy, to be honest, the way he dressed, the things he ate, and some of the things he said. But people trusted him because he seemed an honest guy. He was practicing what he was preaching. They saw him as someone who was not going to deceive him. They thought that he was the Messiah. They thought that he was going to be their savior because he was a good guy. Then we find in the gospel that the religious authorities in the main city get worried because of what this guy is preaching, because of what this guy is saying, because many people are following him. They get worried. They feel threatened by John the Baptist. So they send him a committee of people, some Pharisees, some scribes, just go and, and, and see what this whole thing is about. So they go, they find John the Baptist, and they come to him with two questions that we have heard many times and that perhaps many of us are still struggling, struggling with. Who are you? And what, why are you doing what you are doing? Those are the two main questions that they pose on John the Baptist. Who are you? And why are you doing all these things? The answer that John the Baptist gave them was an answer that came from John the Baptist, a very, very upfront answer. They asked him, who are you? And he said immediately, I am not the Christ. That was his answer, because he knew what people were thinking and what these religious authorities would be thinking. 
Who are you? I'm not the Christ. Basically, I'm not the one you're looking for. I'm not the one you're waiting for. Probably the religious authorities said, okay, good. He's not going to be killed. Good for him. That, that's the right answer. I'm not the Christ. He was honest. He was upfront with the people. And then the second question that they pose on him, then why are you baptizing if you're not the Christ, if you're not Elijah, if you're not the prophet, then why are you doing this? And he gives a very nice, very interesting response. He says, I am a voice, a voice in the desert. I think I'm going back to the first question, who are you? I am a voice that Christ in the desert. He is not the message. He is not the word. He is the voice. He is the messenger. He is not going to pretend to be the Messiah. He's not going to pretend to be the Christ. I am not the Christ. Then why are you doing what you are doing? He says, I baptize with water, but in the midst of you, there is one whom you do not recognize. There is one whom you do not recognize. So why do you baptize? Because John the Baptist wants to open the eyes of those people to recognize Jesus Christ. That is his main mission. With his words, the voice that cries in the desert, with that kind of baptism, he wants to open the eyes of the people to recognize who is in their midst. What's that presence that is going to save them and that they cannot see clearly? Those questions are very important. And those questions are still present in our society. When we study philosophy, those are some of the main questions that the human beings will always be asking. Who am I? And why am I doing all of this? It's a question of identity. And we have a crisis of identity in our world today, perhaps no worse than other times, but just in different ways. There are problems with identity today. Who are we? Who are we as a church? Who are we as Catholics, as Christians? Who are we as human beings? That's always the question. This pandemic has brought up great values and great things that we have in society. One of those things is solidarity among people. We have seen a lot of solidarity in a particular way here at St. Joe's. We have reflected on previous Sundays about that. A lot of people helping other people. But we cannot forget that the people who are in need are not necessarily outside of our homes. Yes, there are many people who are in need and we will continue to help. But there are people inside, within our homes, who need our help. I was going through some of the news and there are some things there that are very concerning. The Washington Post had a news around Thanksgiving week. The rates of suicide among young adults 
are going very high at this moment. They're growing. The CDC says that one in four young adults have thought about taking their own lives in the last 30 days. That's a lot of pressure for so many kids who cannot go to college, who cannot go to the school, who are at home all the time. And another issue that goes with that is that most of these kids and young people are in the screens all the time. And it's not just the kids. We all are in those kind of devices. Many because we need them for work and for uh, all these kind of things that we do in society today. But there is too much of that. There is a documentary that I mentioned before on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. And that documentary shows a lot of that obsession and addiction to the screens and how many of those things, when they are not well used, are destroying families, are destroying the communication between parents and children. The social networks are not bad per se. We all use them, and we, if we use them well, it's going to be great. But these are kids, and they don't know how to use them, many of them. Do they have good mentors? Are the parents helping them? Or is everybody on the screen at the same time? So that's the second example. But there is another example that was brought up by a documentary on CNN. There is a journalist called Lisa Ling. She has a kind of a series that is called This is Life with Lisa Ling. One of those things, maybe two weeks ago, the documentary, the episode was titled Lost Boys, B-O-Y-S, Lost Boys, Kids. Many kids who are without a father, who are rebel today, who are disrespectful towards their mothers, so they send them to a camp to teach them and help them something about masculinity and to be with men for a weekend. All of that is about identity. There is a big issue about identity. When these kids are in social media all the time, we get ideas of idealized bodies and idealized personalities and who am I supposed to be and not who am I. So that's when, when we look at those things and we get the question, who are you? And you look at yourself and you don't see what you want. Depression comes and many other problems come and many people are not finding help in this society. There are many adults who still struggle with the question, why are you doing what you are doing in your jobs, in your relationships, in the things you say, in the things you do? Many times we ask ourselves, why am I doing this? The experience of John the Baptist today, helping us recognize the one who is in our midst. The problem is that we just go away. We go away from ourselves. The church is always teaching us that we have to go inward first, that we have to have that prayerful relationship with God, that we need to know ourselves first, and then we can go outward, and then we can help other people because how can we give of what we don't have? 
How can we go and help other people if we have not recognized even ourselves and we don't recognize the one who is in our midst? Jesus Christ, the Lord, whom we await during this season of Advent. We pray that the Lord is going to help us, that the Lord is going to help us open our eyes to the needs of our brothers and sisters, but to the needs of the people who are around me and the needs of myself. We need to recognize that and ask the Lord for clarity, that hopefully our identity as Christians, our beloved children of God, is going to help us, reassure us, give us confidence that God loves us and that because He loves us, we have that capacity to love others. And loving is so difficult that we have to learn how to do it. And we struggle many times in doing it. We ask the Lord to the intercession of St. John the Baptist that he help us see him clearly. And when we see the Lord clearly, we cannot go back. We need to follow that journey that he is presenting us, that we have in front of us. We cannot go back, brothers and sisters. And that's why we move forward this Advent and hopefully we get to the joy and the peace of the celebration of Christmas.